Hello and welcome to uh, another Tech Plus. If you just joined us, a very big hello to you. And uh, my name, of course, is uh, Stolt Jan. And uh, <laughs> across me is uh, Kane. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Kane, is it really you? No. Yeah, you see, nowadays you don't know, hey. I saw this clip also on on TikTok this week of this woman who was convinced there was an extraterrestrial thing on the plane or something. I don't know if you saw it on TikTok. No, I didn't see that. She she wasn't convinced that the guy next to her on the plane was real. Uh, So, like, I was like, imagine that is like a real person. How offended (laughs) it would be because basically she's saying it's looking weird. (laughs) Yeah, why was your plane? uh, Well, why was your plane delayed? No, someone just thought I wasn't a human being. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, man. So, how was uh, your weekend? It was a good week. It's actually a bit more relaxing with the load shedding as it is. I like it like this. It's handleable. It's manageable. Yeah, much better. Well, I mean, you've got like backup and you, I got backup thing. and stuff, but I can imagine for everyone else as well. It's it's a big difference, you know, mm. which is really like three or four times in one day. Yeah, one would have to be vigilant. I haven't had any four-hour sessions lately. No, no four-hour sessions, Thank and goodness. no, no more than one session per day. Funny. Yeah, enough. Um, it's, it's it's doable. Yeah, the other day they had us in the middle of the day, which got me by surprise. I didn't quite expect that. It was actually a morning, I think. It might have been a mm. contra. Oh, oh, that was probably the 10 a.m. one. Eh? Yeah, because most of the time they're doing it like 8, mm. 9, 10, or 8, 10. You know, now we see it here at 12. It was 10 o'clock, I think. Yeah. Mm. So uh, a week or two ago, it was the sub. This week, it's thread. Threads. <laughs> what a strange name. Thread. Threads. Threads. Like plural. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but it hurts my tongue to say that. <laughs> it's a very what, weird name. What, why would you call it? It's just, it, it doesn't say very lacquer. So let's talk about threads for a second. What is threads? Okay, you tell us. That doesn't know. Well, Adam Missouri, Instagram CEO, who's actually the create, uh, one of the, the, the co-founders of Threads, which is a product by Instagram for Instagram users to challenge Twitter. And what it really is, in his words, is a text-based conversation app where communities come together to discuss everything from the topics you care about today to what will be trending tomorrow. It'll be closely tied with Instagram, so your account username on threads is the same as it is on Instagram, but also the people you follow on Instagram can easily be followed on threads as well. And this was only launched on the 5th of July, um, it went live, and it is a direct competition for um, Meta challenging Twitter. The failing Twitter. Because what Threads actually is, it's just a Twitter. Yeah. It, it really is. It looks like a Twitter. It feels like a Twitter. It reads like a Twitter. It sounds like a Twitter. Yeah. You know, if it looks like a Twitter <laughs> and it sounds like a Twitter, it's probably a Twitter. You know? <laughs> but, but Elon's not happy about it. Well, you know, the plot thickens. So let's talk about what happened. 5th of July, Threads launch, right? Then um, Mark Zuckerberg logs into his rarely used Twitter account to post a tweet for the per- first time in 11 years. Savage. <laughs> which is basically, it's a meme, it's a Spider-Man meme where two Spider-Men are pointing each other like who's the real Spider-Man. And in this instance, this meme represents Twitter and threads pointing each other <laughs> to who's the real Twitter slash threads. And uh, that obviously stirred a lot of trouble. That's quite a 
He goes on to the man social media platform, his business, and posts about this thing the that audacity. he just launched. But that's not where it ends. 6th of July, heading to the 24-hour mark of Threads being live, it passes 2 million users. And uh, you, interesting enough, you can actually, if you've signed up to Threads, you can go see what number user you are. Hmm. But you're definitely not going to be anywhere below 2 million because mm-hmm. we've passed it already. So same day, July 6th, Threads then hits 5 million users. Same day, hits 10 million users. And now, you know, just a few days after, we're at about 70 million users and over 150 million posts. Yo. In well under a week. But I read somewhere, it was the, I think it was the BBC's um, uh, tech guy who wrote a review and he said they've got an f- unfair advantage because they're taking over the Twitter numbers. But Twitter started like from scratch. They've got an unfair advantage because of the Instagram that you already have a profile. You know, yeah, they definitely have an advantage in how quick they're getting yeah. to 100 million users, and uh, it there's no way to deny that advantage. But it, the plot even thickens further. So Twitter's leadership decides to 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 make an appearance and comment on on this new new you know new threads, and Elon Musk actually went ahead and posted this tweet is actually quite ballsy. Okay, he posts a screenshot that he's obviously taken from his email inbox from an email dated 21 August 2018 at 4am. Whoa. Elon Musk sends an email to Juliana Glover, which is one of the top guys at Instagram, saying, I just deleted my Instagram, weak source. That was his email to, um, to Instagram, essentially, on the 21st uh, of August 2018. Elon Musk takes a screenshot of him basically leaving Instagram and uh, posts that to Twitter. And as the caption, he says, um, it is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter than indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram. That was what Elon Musk had to say about it. And then um, Twitter CEO, newly appointed Twitter CEO, Linda Yakayuri No. Um, said we're often imitated but the twitter community can never be duplicated and uh, that's just it's just crazy because threads ascertained more than 30 million users in in the in the first evening that it was you know that it was launched but it still gets a little bit more interesting if you happen to go and create a threads profile now threads will work like you go to the play store you download the threads app and because you already have an instagram account everything is quick and easy to create Mm. once created though up until this current point in time one cannot delete their threads account or profile without deleting their instagram Mm. so just know that if you do create a threads account as of right now if you want to leave threads properly delete your threads account you have to delete your whole Instagram account. Mm. Basically, everything has to go, which is, which is something to be thought of. But it, as as usual, it doesn't end there. One user actually made a, uh, the Verge themselves, the publication actually went onto Threads and they made a, um, they made a post on Threads and they said, "Is this a tweet?" Because now, what do we call it? If a post on Twitter is, is called the, a tweet, is it a thread? Is it is a is a thread on? is a thread on threads but reddit already has threads so it can't be threads so one guy made a comment th- is it threads <laughs> threads and tweets they'll make up and <laughs> for it but yeah that's a very good question actually so it, it 
ultimately um twitter has warned elon musk has warned that they will very likely sue meta over copyright because what's actually happened is remember when elon musk fired all of the twitter employees and execs well meta was more than happy to hire those individuals to build threats so they're also going to sue for intellectual property most definitely yeah but that could get like a that turn into a very long court case it 100% could and all Elon Musk really has to do is make sure that Meta can't operate as threads or with that particular software that they've built now he could maybe slow them down a little bit um, to release another version that is separate from all of that but the the real troublesome part is that he's had previous employees that were hired by Meta to build Twitter who were clearly infuriated by Twitter and the way that that whole deal went out. So they would probably have been more than happy to build this new threads. But the real problem is that they still had access to Twitter proprietary code and some of the background technologies that Twitter uses to to operate Mm -hmm. the insider info. Um, they still had access to that while possibly working with Facebook. So trade secrets and things yeah. like that. So that's why Elon tweeted, competition is good, cheating is not. Yeah. Basically what he said. That's yeah. that's the gist of it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But a hell of a drama show, hey? I mean, really. Yeah, but I, I was expecting a bit of feedback or at least some kind of, you know, funny comment from him. Well, if you're an in Elon response. Musk, is the only option not to to sue i mean what what other are you just gonna let it happen are you just gonna lie down and be yeah. like well but i mean he's already not doing too well with this twitter thing now no morally though it's also not right of meta to perform such an action because yeah if you think about it, if we if we take away the whole you know twitter's bad elon musk took over you know let's just be biased towards twitter if we take all of that away and we say well what if instagram suddenly deployed a sub app that was exactly like tiktok would we not feel like that was unfair towards tiktok because facebook has such a monopoly and so much power to almost duplicate someone's app Mm. one for one Um, especially when you start getting to like the level of twitter and and tiktok and linkedin Ultimately, they are very sophisticated pieces of technology, but they're not inherently as complicated as some of the software that that we see out there that we use every single day. So to build a Twitter is not as hard as it is to get as many users using Mm -hmm. Twitter. That's really where where the difficulty is so for someone like meta they're not building something impossible to build they have a lot of money they have a lot of developers and they have a whole bunch of ex twitter employees yeah. that they can just pull out of the woodworks mm-hmm. to to come and basically they just build the, the duplicates stuff. yeah and uh, in that way it's not right i feel like you know we don't need another twitter and another tiktok no we don't it's, we have enough <laughs> twitter was we fine. do we do and i mean it, it's getting a bit ridiculous now because we all know that video is is now blowing up everybody wants to add video features to their sites i saw uh, an article this week that spotify is now considering adding videos to its platform as well i mean we've got enough videos we know videos doing well we know they prefer video but why add videos to spotify to everything yeah you know what i'm saying spotify has videos just not in your traditional youtube 20 minute video kind of way yes You might have like a little looping even, music I video. Even, I haven't even seen that. Have you not seen the looping music videos? Mm-mm. When you like listen to been a on song on Spotify and it like has a, it's like a six second or seven second 
video that's looping oh. and it doesn't link with the music all the time and things like that but oh, it's like wow. a short little so i imagine that they what they're talking about is long form video yeah. content which could be welcomed i mean you know if spotify can do it right joe rogan's podcast can be hosted on spotify and not on youtube in the audio shared on spotify but at the end of the day we don't need two of everything or four of everything or five of everything no we don't I still think the future of, of social media applications is going to be the one app that brings it all together. The yeah. one app that is just a feed of everything. It's a feed of absolutely every social media platform that you have that you've registered at. You just go on there and you have your whole feed. Every post from every platform and you can share across all platforms. That it's going to be because it's too much work. Are you going to start it? Imagine you say, I want to be an influencer. So every day you must wake up and for 10 minutes you post on your Snapchat. And then you post on your Instagram. And then you post on your Twitter. Do and people then you still post use on your Snapchat? Facebook, and then you post on your LinkedIn. It could take a... No, I, I, it people does. do. People do, but not all of them at once unless they have whole teams yeah. doing it. And a user as well. You have 24 hours in mm. a day. Everyone's no. competing for the 24 hours. No, man. Yeah? It's a bit getting a bit ridiculous. But uh, have you experimented with threads? I have just basically tested it out okay I've, I've touched the surface of it is it very what's the layout like is it just very plain it feels like a very clean version of twitter clean it, okay like it almost feels like there's it's in there's an emptiness to it mm. not in, for now yeah not in quantity of content but in mm. like they've they've left a lot more open white space in the ui design and it yeah. seems a little bit clean it kind of seems like reddit mixed with twitter in a very clean way Okay, well, that's cool because I know that uh, I think their timing was impeccable, Meta's timing for this, because just this week, Elon uh, also limited the amount of tweets that you can see yeah. on your account, whether you're verified or unverified. And that also really uh, peed off a couple of people. Yeah, he played his cards right. Eh? Yeah, I mean, and that was the final straw. And then Meta was, bam, let's launch. Facebook, Meta, Zuck, they... They, they knew exactly what they were doing. They got to market pretty quick um, in just the right time. I just, I feel like it, it, it's something that seems like a very, you know, we just wanted to, you know, the, the, the narrative is very like, we just, we just, you know, we just put the threads out there. We just, we just built a little app and it, it works a little bit better than Twitter. And it's just in case you guys want to use it, you know, we're not, they even said, we're not worrying about monetizing it until we have a billion users. Yeah, you know? right. Until we scale to a billion, we're not even concerned hmm. about about monetizing it it yeah. kind of feels like it's a bigger it's like it seems like it's a big strategy that's being played off as a very like laissez-faire yeah. just a quick little You're business right. venture no. but i feel like it's the, a plan at the background they were really scrutinizing this idea pretty hard and i think they put a lot of planning and dev and money into it as quick as possible and they're playing it off so like laissez-faire just to make that impression you know wow Meta's so big, they just built this. Just someone built a, they built a Twitter, in <laughs> in you know no time at all. It it makes a big impression. On yeah, the, on every other user, you know. Just before we go for some music, uh, you know the sub that everybody's still talking about, yes. the Titan sub. Uh, there was a transcript that leaked of its final moments where it was communicating with. Oh the, really? With the mothership uh, at the top oh my word what happened and uh, for 19 minutes they were basically if this is true i mean I, a couple of guys analyzed this transcript and they say it's real and i believe it's real as well everything's matching up you know like everything uh, i i think i sent you the video it's about 20 minutes this guy on youtube analyzing it and he's brilliant and uh, he takes situations like 
massive situations like that building collapse in Florida and he just and he sticks to the facts you know and he's everything's backed up and he's got proof and whatever so this transcript leaked and for about 19 minutes those guys were panicking they were seeing strange alerts popping up there was some kind of alarm going off on on the uh, thing they were uh, descending too quickly as well so they kind of dropped a lot of weight like they dropped the bottom of it and they dropped some more stuff just so they don't sink so quickly because they were going down really quickly so something was up and then apparently there was uh, they also reported in that transcript some uh, creaking noises coming from the back of the sub which was probably the weakened structure about to give in and then just a couple of minutes later they stopped communicating so they just vanished Unbelievable. Yeah, that video is brilliant. You should see it. They're going to make a movie about this, I'm telling yeah, you. But they knew, and, and that's what I was hoping that, you know, they, they, they were just clueless and just vanished. But unfortunately, there was at least 19 minutes of mm, something's not right here. Terrifying. Uh, and we can't get out. Yeah. And you can't get back up. And yeah. And they were listening to their favorite tunes as well because the guy, uh, what, uh, the the uh, CEO of Ocean Gate was on on the thing as well. He said, "Give us all your music, your favorite songs. We'll put it in the sub uh, playlist." So they were listening to it, and he said, "Anything, just no no country music." <laughs> he said, <laughs> no. and, they, "And they so they were listening to their like favorite songs on random uh, on on shuffle." Which is pretty sad. This is definitely going to teach the industry a few things. It's going to bottleneck a lot of exploratory projects. But there was an alarm that went off. And they said something about the carbon fiber that was weakened from all the diving. And they didn't check it again. And it was just one dive too many yeah, but for it to handle. You know, the, beyond all the tragedy, unfortunately, with things like you know flying in the sky and driving on the road, those rules, those regulations, those compliance procedures, those hoops you have to jump through are all written now from these disasters. You know? In blood, yeah. Like so this, if yeah. we can do anything good about it, we can learn from it and build regulatory standards so that we can still continue to explore, but in a much more safer and you know sustainable way. We can't have people dropping every five years in this exploration process because we went to the moon in like 1960 and we haven't lost anyone in space as in lost like oh no he fell off the spaceship and he's gone <laughs> that doesn't happen you know? we'll see him tonight when the moon's <laughs> floating across the sky <laughs> you know, that doesn't happen. But, but what gets to me is the arrogance of this ocean gate guy who sadly perished in the accident in this incident as well you know he was so arrogant people were warning him emails from a couple of years ago warning him about it and he was arrogant to say no i'm doing groundbreaking stuff leave me alone and know what i'm doing i mean that's okay if you're going down alone and you want to be reckless but now you're taking innocent people especially that 19 year old who didn't even want to be on it yeah and apparently they almost took down mr beast yeah. from youtube he almost went down there apparently imagine and he cancelled yeah that would have been even like even more because he's yeah. quite famous or imagine know, so. some pop, pop star went down there as well like maybe Justin Bieber or somebody I think some people would be grateful for it but that would be terrible it's just like an ignorant arrogance because it's just it's just a bad turn of events you've got this sub that has this unknown number of cycles unknown number of times it can go you down you never know when's up. the last one eh? and it's just so dodgy it's, too, it's gambling man it's like you t- it's like Russian roulette it's yeah. just and then to still be like to have this ignorance about you exactly. uh, to the problems 
and you just like navigate. You know, it's it no, is, but it's I've something seen to learn from. That guy is so arrogant. That being said, the company behind the doomed Titanic tourist submersible has suspended all exploration and commercial operations. I would hope so. So they also went on to say that it seems like the most logical move for Ocean Gate after the Titan vessel's implosion. They're done. Um, and and uh, this, the company, if you go to their website at the moment, they're still advertising $250,000 for a trip to the Titanic or a hydrothermal vent in the Azores. So they're still advertising it. They've closed down, but their website is like... Haven't updated it. You know, they haven't updated but, it. I mean, the CEO is gone as well might as gone. well close the company now no, it's like I hollow mean, you know? yeah it's a shell of employees and a very nervous staff group you know no one yeah, wants absolutely. to go back down now no, man and they don't even have a sub i mean the sub's gone yeah the, the sub's gone it's like being a bus <laughs> no, uh, a bus agency but you don't have a bus <laughs> you know like bus tours and like you all gotta rent one <laughs> you all leave on like a, a wagon you know <laughs> propelled by someone pulling it <laughs> no, you need the you need the submersible. It's a bit exciting. I got a hard hard to get funding on that one. Yeah, you know? we need another one to go back down. No, uh, it's insane, man. Wow. Okay, so let's go for some music and then we back with uh, some more Tech Plus. <laughs>
Welcome back to uh, Tech Plus. It's Jan with you and also Kane. We are discussing this week's biggest uh, tech stories and uh, Kane's got the next story for us. Kane, what's next? So we got uh, some pretty interesting some pretty interesting stuff. Samsung's financial woes continue. Samsung is expecting Q2 operating profits of 600 billion won or $459 million according to its own preliminary estimates a 96% decline compared to the 14.1 trillion won or $10 billion from Q2 2022. So Samsung's seen quite a massive uh, massive dip there decline. And uh, it, it, these are this I'm is surprised. what's happening. Well, uh, you know, I think about it a lot now. When 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 I was on a phone contract when I was growing up, you know, that two years goes by, and you you are absolutely ready to upgrade. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like you know, if I walk into the shop, anything I get is an upgrade. Yeah. But now today, it doesn't quite feel the same, does it? Your phone no. can be two years old, three years old, four years old. I went for almost four years with the same phone because I feel that the new ones don't really offer that much. No, extra. it's not night and day difference. Exactly. Yeah, you're so right. Eh? But it is a very interesting correlation with something that Apple recently discussed. A, a market analyst for Apple said that they expect that 2023 is going to be a massive year for volume of sales for Apple because the majority of Apple users have a phone that is older than four years. And you mentioned now you upgraded at a four-year mark. Yeah. So it's very much become this two years, every two years a new phone is becoming kind of every four to five years a new phone. Mm. Obviously, there's the exceptions, the guys that want to ride the front of the tech wave, which is totally, totally fine. The phones last long. I mean, the one thing that will probably after two years give you problems is the battery. Yeah, and I mean, I've had, out. I've had my phone, I'm going on almost on the third year now. I charge it for two and a half hours it's, or two hours, it's full, it lasts like two days, you know? Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And it doesn't... And it's all you need. I mean, what more do we want from these phones? They can do anything already. Yeah. Fingerprints. So this will be anything. Samsung's lowest quarterly profit since 2009. Makes sense now. Now that you time, ma- Now that you, you explained know? it, it makes sense, yeah. Another thing is Google also joined Threads. That was another news, <laughs> helping it surpass that 70 million activated profiles number. Your Google. It's probably growing by it's, the minute. It's big. There's something, there's I think something it's a, going probably on. probably growing because of curiosity mainly as well. There's curiosity, news, and they and uh, Meta engineered quite a celebrity push of threads on that. I was thinking the celebs probably on there already like the Kardashians, you know, and so, people fl- follow what they do. So. I agree. I agree. In a, in a massive turn of events, or something I thought I'd never agree on, a Canadian judge has ruled that a thumbs up emoji can represent contract agreement. I read that in the news this week Insane. as one of my last stories. I, I like ending the bulletins with something funny or lighter. So this guy basically sent a thumbs up and that actually to them in court now, it, it actually meant that he agreed. But what he said was, he, the thumbs up was just to acknowledge receipt of what he, what they sent him. Yes. But now they say, no, that thumbs up means you agree to, to the contract. Unreal, eh? Unreal. I mean, a thumbs up emoji to me has always represented acknowledgement of, of just, you know, are you, do you, did you get it? Yes, thumbs up, I did. Thank you very much. You know, not, do you accept but there's on, no on a signature. contract agreement like not even a name or signature no, not page. even a digital signature just a thumbs up and bam that's a contract now Yo, but that's Cana- Canada hey? yeah that's, so that's Canadian law I don't know if that will 
it, if it will I, fly, yeah. It might not that. hit here yet. I think it definitely will come because let's look at the reverse of it. Let's say I tell you privately that if I send you a thumbs up, any quote, any invoice you send me means green light. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. And you send me a quote and I give you a green light. But that quote is for you to retar it's a kilometer of road. It's going to cost millions, you know. <laughs> so you go and take the knock and you start getting ready and you arrive on site and you've bought everything and you've hired everyone and you've set everything up and they're like, what are you doing here, you know. But you send a thumbs up. No, I, I just acknowledged it. But all the other times she sent a thumbs up, what was... So it can definitely get out of hand, you know, because the minute someone th- takes that as you've acknowledged it and starts spending money to live up to their high end of the deal, the deal's kind of engaged already. This guy must really, really, really... <laughs> he's so unhappy about that emoji. He said, just a thumbs up. This hey. guy's going to start sending full stops only. <laughs> Smiley face. Semicolon bracket. He's yeah. going to stick purely <laughs> to symbol-based emojis. You know? Just a thumbs up, hey? And it takes, it takes like not even a second to send it. Unreal. And but now a you thumbs up tells you to be careful. You know, if you get an agreement, thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, right away, don't even... Yo, that is crazy. That eh? is crazy. A thumbs up. Because it's so easy to do. It's much harder to sign something. Yeah. A lot of people who don't like talking in conversations in general just send a thumbs up. Yeah. You know, or dads, they like doing that. Dads, they don't type and, and express emotions. It's always a thumbs up. Hey, dad, say, how are you doing? Thumbs up. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, they just send a, a, a thumbs up. Uh, but also, I've noticed a lot of people do that as well, and it's a bit rude. Is They don't really, it's sort of like the conversation's over now. Mm. They send a thumbs up and then you know. They don't respond in text. They just send a thumbs up. Or they're extremely busy. Yes. Which I can understand. So remember we spoke last week about the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, boy. Apple's $3,500 VR headset competing with Meta's Quest, um, Oculus Quest. Yeah. So now I told you that, you know, when we, when we launched with a Gen 1 piece of technology meaning the first piece of technology that that particular business releases you know the first ever vr headset apple releases is gen one it's so difficult for the consumer because you're not getting you know that five years down the road development and apps and software and synchronicity between other apps and computers and devices and all the things you get when you have a phone and it's what you just expect but it's just been noted now that Apple might start shipping out Vision Pro dev kit soon, as spotted by Mac rumors. Apple's text, test flight app will be updated to support Vision OS. That's a sign Apple could start shipping out dev kits soon, allowing developers to test out their apps for the virtual reality system, which is an important step to really on-ramping that, those developers onto your VR Pro because your VR Pro that has a great gym workout um, vir- virtual reality experience that's just so fantastic that it makes a $3,500 headset worth it isn't made by Apple it's made by developers you know and Apple takes a cut of the money they make but without that developer there building that thing you're not going to be incentivized to go buy the Apple Vision Pro because you're just a, a workout guy that wants to do it in VR and all these different niches the one guy that wants to play games the other guy that wants to be in a plane and have you know five screens next to him as if he's in his office but he's flying you know uh, economy to another country so all those developers that are in-house building those those features that make you 
only as long as it has that feature i'm buying this you know if it doesn't have this feature i don't want this those guys come from the developers which come from the developer kits which comes from the developer support which is so important for apple for the vision pro so it's good to see it there makes me excited makes me a little bit tempted if i had the cash i'd probably <laughs> think about it in the next few months yeah and uh, then next we take a look at Reddit. So I don't know if you've heard about all the striking on Reddit and what things like that. What is happening? Why are they striking? There's a, there's a lot going on. Do they actually work for Reddit? Um, there's, there's things that Reddit is doing that moderators and people on Reddit aren't happy with. And they're doing a few things to strike and kind of say how they're feeling. And one of the initiatives that they've taken upon themselves, which is a crazy initiative, is moderators are flagging. So you, when, you, when you're on Reddit, you have threads mm. or you have subreddits. That's like one category or one business on Reddit. And then you have threads inside that subreddit which are yeah. people's posts yeah. that are happening inside of that subreddit. Now, moderators are people that manage people's posts on Reddit to make sure that they're compliant, you know, that there's nothing bad about the posts, that they meet the standards, that they're not self-advertising or self-promoting or selling scams or any of the things a person can do just posting something random on a site. Well, those moderators to strike back at Reddit have done this thing where they're like forcing all the posts inside of their subreddit to be not safe for work. Which basically oh, is NS, a tag NSFW. that says, yeah, if you're in your yeah. office right now and you're looking at this content, you're going to get in trouble. You know, that's what not safe for work means. Yeah. And when they flag a piece of content that might not be not safe for work, but they flag it as not safe for work, you as an advertiser do not advertise on not safe for work content. Mm. You don't want to see a Coca-Cola ad on not safe for work content. Yeah, yeah. So by moderators wow, forcing content into not safe for work categories, Reddit can't make advertising. So money. that's how they strike you. And it's hurting that's clever. them. clever. And it's hurting them. They're like, yeah. they're like, we are going to take over your subreddits if you keep pushing them to not safe for work. And at least that's the, the gist of it that I understand. Uh, there's a lot of research to do. There's a lot of people that live their life on reddit much like some people might you know create content every single day on youtube and make all the money in their life from it there's people that find jobs on reddit there's people that do jobs on reddit like, i don't even know you know you can go to it's bad because it's it's reddit it's there's subreddits that are called like slave labor which is just the name of the subreddit but you can go there and ask people to do something for like 10 15 dollars you can be like wow. please go to google and find all of the websites that are you know selling fitness apps and uh, make a list for me. Maybe I'm going to go do advertising and I need a, an audience to target or maybe I want to do competitor research but I don't know all the competitors. You can just go to these subreddits and kind of task people with doing things and there's voting systems and rating systems in place yeah. and all sorts of like prop it's like it's a whole world if you don't use reddit a lot it's something that you should look at because it's vast now i just look at it completely different it's so different because, to what people realize yeah because i always it sometimes comes up when you ask like a question then you would see this whole discussion about it you know yeah like people asking odd questions and then you'll see all the comments and the thread goes on and on and on and on there's so much happening on Reddit. It's actually insane. Well, it's, it's almost like a social network. It is. It, Does it count as a social it's network? A, it's, it is 1,000% a social network. Definitely. I never thought of it as a... I, I Definitely. It, With some so very clever... What makes a social network valuable? 
It's when you can get content of a similar category inside of a category. And it's when you can get content in that category that's doing very well to the top of that category. Yeah. That's that's a social I network. I saw it more as like a, a forum, just a chatting forum, you know. It is, it's but like uh, a forum with yeah. social elements to it. And there's also Reddit awards and things. Like you, you spend money, you get awards. There's built-in crypto wallet. It's just, it's it's a huge app. And something similar to Reddit is Quora or something. Core is like a ask me anything kind yeah. of solution. It's just a whole bunch of comes up, smart yeah. people answering questions that they feel they might be smart answering. You mm. know? Yeah, it usually shows their qualifications and rating and stuff. Hey, this is brilliant actually, hey, but I'll check out Reddit some more now because it's pretty well, cool. We don't know how long it'll be there with all these strikes. Yeah, <laughs> <my goodness. laughs> you know? um, but if it says NS... FW, not safe for work. I'll open it anyway. <laughs> that's how they. That's how they're fighting back. They take. So you don't know what's in there. It's like a lucky packet. <laughs> Should I? You could be very unlucky in that packet. <laughs> is it time for a music break? Yes, it is. Let's go for some more music, and we come back with uh, some more Jack Plus. I'm losing my head now to now will my bad memories One more drink she said We know there's no turning back now we love to make bad memories One more drink she said Welcome back to uh, Tech Plus. Uh, we've reached the final stretch of uh, this week's show, discussing the biggest tech stories. Kane, what have you got for us next? 
Before we move on to some South African news, we're going to close off with one more note about Reddit. So we'll talk about mm. some of the features of Reddit and the mechanisms in place to help content get to the top and you know help you find content categories that are going to resonate well with you and how you can participate in the conversation and all that. Well, in keeping a conversation or a community of conversation in all sorts of different topics clean, you need these moderators. Yeah. And a lot of the moderators take the workload off by enabling bots, which are like AI, except they're trained or built to clean up malicious actors who are just making it an uncomfortable community, right? Like they might be shilling stuff. They might be sharing unsavory stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff that they could be doing. The bot picks them up and removes it. But because of all the stuff that's going on with Reddit, um, a volunteer-made project. The Reddit is so big that there are projects that literally are established just to help do something. A volunteer-made project that fights bots on Reddit is shutting down. It's called Bot Defense, a tool that helps fight bots in more than 3,600 subreddits on Reddit and has nearly 150,000 accounts on its ban list will be going away. When it came to why, they said the community of users and moderators submitting accounts to us depend on APIs and third-party apps we would be deluding ourselves if we believed any assurances from Reddit given the track record of broken promises. Investing further resources into Reddit as a platform presents significant risks and it's safer to allocate one's time, energy and passions elsewhere. It's a horrible thing for a non-profit free project to say about your business because they went there with passion to create this technology to help it so i just really feel that everything is overcomplicated at the moment yeah especially when it comes to social networks can we just go back to my my space yeah 100 (laughs) percent. so you know alexa amazon's alexa right hey alexa hey alexa if you've heard that then you know alexa well amazon does have various products you know they have all sorts of different products they release one of which is alexa and amazon um, will apparently launch new devices in september it could be new Alexas, it could be new Roombas, vacuum cleaners. We don't know what it's going to be, but they're, they're, they're preparing the market to let them know that they're doing a new product launch in September. So look out for some more Amazon goods. It's always interesting to see what these multi-billion dollar companies come up with, with infinite budgets and big ideas and what they make. I mean, Amazon's Alexa is a pretty influential piece of technology. It kind of way bedded Siri. It was just a complete one-up on Siri because it was home, smart home. Oh, yeah. You know, it was the Siri in your home. Hey, Alexa. Very good Switch stuff. on the lights. Can you do that? Yeah, you I've can got, do that. I've got Hey Google. Hey Google works, but you can you just She's, be careful saying I say that and then there's a little green light. <laughs> but uh, I did it the other night and she's sassy, this woman, eh? On, on this assistant, hey Google, <laughs> you, her responses and stuff. Will you ask her weird questions or just funny stuff you know just, just random questions time, she's, she's really like one night she sang me a lullaby <laughs> it was so weird <laughs> <laughs> hey google so on to essay topics right telcom um we've heard a little bit about telcom here and there but they've just announced that they will be auctioning 50 properties for over 500 million um in the next coming months there's various residential and business properties that they're that they're basically auctioning off. I don't know if they're tight on cash. It's not the first time that they've offloaded a few properties. They did it a, f- a few years ago as well, um, but n- not to that value. They laid off a couple of properties, um, but nothing to quite the value of 500 million. So they either have big plans or big expansion plans, or they're short on cash, or they're just flipping properties as part of That's a big Telcom, plan. That's Telcom, eh? I would imagine with the 
cancellation of ADSL lines on a daily basis and VoIP taking over normal landlines. I mean, where, how do you get your money? No. Uh, probably Telcom Mobile. Yes, that's how you can make your money. But how the fixed landline and ADSL, those days are, are gone, basically. Yeah. No, ADSL, fixed line, all that, that's... Even landlines. I do you, mean, do, you, do you still know somebody with a landline? Businesses only. Yeah, yeah, apart from business. I know businesses, they, uh, they converted uh, the landline to VoIP. So it's just, they keep the number. But it's not the same. But it rings. They put like a little mobile phone you carry around. It's VoIP. Yeah. And it's basically free. It's like voice over IP. internet protocol, yeah. right? Yeah, That's you it. got it. That's exactly That's right. It. Apple. Now, this is actually a bit of a bittersweet, okay? So, Apple's done a price hike, and it's, it's a no-joke price hike. Price hike by 33%. Ish. So, you know, all your, all your Apple services are, have become way more expensive because the RAND obviously weakened. So, mm. that, that has a, a topple effect, but you can expect iCloud prices to go up, really? iTunes prices to go up, um, Apple TV prices to go is up. Is it all because of the RAND? Yeah, because of the RAND. But because the reason I say it's a bittersweet is because it's bitter, right? The RAND devaluated. So these things that would, like a, an app, an iTunes uh, subscription would have cost you like 60, 70 bucks. It's now like 110. Because the RAND, RAND went close to 19 RAND. I think it just went over 19 RAND this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. To the dollar. But although the RAND has weakened by 48% against the dollar since June 2017, um, Apple had a steady price for those six years. So Apple's price didn't change as the Rand was depreciating in value over the last few years. Their price stayed fixed. And now they're making up for that lost so time, now, 33%. Now the bump like, comes in yeah. eventually. So I give them credit, bittersweet. You know, thanks for not like riding it all the way. Like you gave us a fixed price. It was a pretty good price competitively if you look at the price in America and things like that. Wouldn't you prefer just a gradual in- increase as, as the RAND weakens? Well, that's Instead the- of a shock, 33%. Then again, if you can afford Apple products, you can afford... Uh, an increase of 33%. Well, if they increased it a little bit by little bit over the last few years, I would have had to spend more and more over the last few years. And the reason I appreciate Apple is because the way that they did it, they got less and less Ah, over the last few years. So they didn't make it on on the onus on me to pay more and pay more and pay more and pay more. Instead, they took less and took less and took less. Everything's going up, even Disney Plus. Everything. It's time to start canceling subscriptions. It's like... It is. No, it is. Netflix is also on my bucket list because there's... To cancel it, yeah, because it's not great, eh? Jeez, it feels like the shows are not coming out fast enough. Yeah. And it, it's unf- it like, but I, in all honesty, I don't watch like a lot of shows, so it's understandable. But for me, the amount of shows that are relevant to me that come out on Netflix are like once every two to three months. Mm. I have a really something I can be vested in, which for me feels like normal, like before even Netflix when you just had your DVD store which had yeah. all the, the production companies coming in I felt like there were more movies there yeah. than there are now but then you get people like me I keep my Disney Plus for example not for new shows new and exciting shows no I keep it because all my favorite oldies are in one place and I don't have to use multiple sticks and get them from weird places on the internet just to watch all of them so they're all in one place somehow all my favorite shows they're inside Disney Plus, so that's why I'm keeping it. Not for something new. I don't even check out the new stuff. Just for the old stuff. Yeah. For the, for that's the what you see. You get people like that. They keep it just to keep their favorite shows in one place. So, 
before we close off for the day, right? For the week, yeah. For the week <laughs> till next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Starlink. So we know Starlink was supposed to be here by now in South Africa. Yes. At least. We were supposed to have it. It was supposed to be operational. But South Africa said that unless uh, Starlink is 30% owned by black people, disabled people, etc., etc., they're not allowed to operate in South Africa. So they want to BEE it. But even though that is the case, if you try and get Starlink equipment now, you can go to the Starlink website and you can actually purchase your, your equipment, which is about eight to 9,000 Rand for the equipment, and then you can pay for your first month subscription. And uh, you will only receive that equipment once South Africa is allowed, I mean, once Starlink is allowed to operate within South Africa, which could be a month, it could be a year, it could be 10 years, it could never happen. You literally never know. But there is actually a way to get Starlink in South Africa without actually having to I was going buy to say, it it's website. a freaking satellite, man. Exactly. Make a plan. So what you can do is if you have a secondary address in Australia or Brazil or Canada or Mozambique or Netherlands or New Zealand or Nigeria or Rwanda or United Kingdom or United States, you can buy the equipment, get it sent there, turn on roaming, essentially as a package on that and then bring it straight to South Africa. And there's a couple hundred people in South Africa that have Starlink right now that have done that. And what I think is interesting about this is if you are considering this and you do happen to have a friend or any way to, to get that item delivered outside of South Africa and sent via private courier here or international courier here is when you look at the different prices. So what you're actually going to spend a lot of money on is going to be your your standard kit. It's going to be the, the dish receiver. And How big is this dish? Stuff. It's not very big. Really? It's not very big. I was picturing this huge no, dish in your garden. Way smaller than a DSTV satellite. What? Way smaller. No, way smaller. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, so in Australia... It'll cost you about 7,500 Rand. Brazil, 7,500 Rand. Canada, 10,000 Rand. Mozambique, 12,000 Rand. Netherlands, 6,000 Rand. New Zealand, 12,000. Nigeria, 9,000. Rwanda, the cheapest at 7,900 Rand. And United Kingdom, 11,000 Rand. And United States, 12,000 Rand. So if you can buy uh, or get an account with Starlink in Rwanda, and you have somewhere where that that satellite can be sent to, you can actually just ship it straight to South Africa. That's pretty clever. And eh? you're paying like almost you're paying almost four and a half thousand rand less than in some countries, and you've you've got it and you don't need it to be available in South Africa. So if you really are someone that's on a farm or in an area which has terrible mobile reception or or uh, no ADSL coverage or fiber coverage this actually could be a really good investment because the speeds available in South Africa range from 30 megs a second to 200 megs a second download, which is kind of the fastest fiber line that you can get affordably in South Africa. And uh, that will that 200 meg line will cost you about 1,500 rand a month. And the monthly fee with roaming will cost you about anywhere from, a th- in Rwanda, it's 1,000 rand a month with roaming. And uh, all the other countries is basically over 3,000, 4,000 rand a month. Yeah, I mean, so that's if you don't want to wait for South African government to to bring it in, you know? One, you don't want to wait, and two, you have absolutely no alternative. Like, you just can't get reliable internet in. You're going to spend, you know... That must be your farmers, eh? 15 grand, and you're going to have 200 megabyte a second satellite internet that you can travel the world with, actually, because you've got roaming on. But you know how greedy the government is. They'll probably be like, eh, no, these satellites, 
We are going to shoot it down. <laughs> no, you don't know. Eh? I mean, it's it's a small satellite, so it, I mean. You, no, no, no! Don't come here! <laughs> don't come here with your satellites! I can hear it already. <laughs> Juju, Juju's gonna have a problem <laughs> with the satellites. <laughs> we got it. You know, it's easier to ask for forgiveness <laughs> than permission. Yeah, exactly. So let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a nice uh, tip there. Yeah. You know, to get it because it's a satellite. You know, and doesn't have to come in through the borders or whatever. Well, you're gonna have to get it in through international courier, but you're gonna pay an import fee and you'll be good. You know, you're not gonna get internet for a thousand rand. You're gonna be sorted. You're gonna spend ten thousand rand, but it's a different kind of internet. Yeah, but that would be for your farmers, eh? Mainly, mainly. Yeah, like when you're out there in the career in the middle of nowhere. But some people's houses are even so far away from a, a main line mm-hmm. that it would be mm-hmm. like running a kilometer or two of fiber just to get you alone internet. Yeah. That, that's the perfect person. Exactly. The guy that's living out of a minivan or a bus or a, or a small holding or is traveling a lot. So again, perfect. You know, you got internet wherever you go. Yeah. Just put it down. Because you can't travel with a fiber line. No. <laughs> <laughs> Start rolling it's the very, cable very long arm. thing <laughs> and is that the end that's the end of the show man for uh, this week at least and um, we'll see you again next week same time same place it's been another very interesting week in tech it has next week what do you think is going to happen I think there will be a lawsuit Thread. official lawsuit now from Elon eh? Law, Elon will sue Threads yeah. Threads will probably close down really I don't know rec- it's such a go that's, you know? that's pretty drastic it's but too, who knows eh? it's two big teams colliding know. yeah but anyway thank you very much for having me and thank you very much for arriving yes thanks to all of our <laughs> listeners we'll see you next week yes have a wonderful weekend cheers everyone thanks Kane. bye bye